0: While traveling on the long drive, make sure to stop if you see any of the following Patreon members who made this recording possible Colin Matter, Daniel Androlik, Tristan Gilbert, David W.F., Rick Broder Maldrigan, Ethan Ferguson, Ernie Caratha, Casey, and David Miller. Thank you for your contribution, and good luck in your travels. There is a voice on the radio telling you not to trust your friend. They plead, they cry, they scream. Now the trickling stream of doubt has set in and you aren't sure if you're being drawn into a trap or are already in one. Do you turn around or keep on traveling on The Long Drive, Episode 2, Part 2, Fueled by Hunger? Brought to you by the Fandible Podcast Network.
1: No, we didn't. You are in the car with us.
2: Lee, listen to me. Whoever is in the car with you is not me. What? I went to the bathroom at that creepy-ass rest stop, and when I came out, you guys were in the car and you were leaving. I I, I was trying to wave you guys down, and somebody in the back seat turned around, and it was like wearing my
1: face. I'm, I'm sorry, you said that real calm. What?
2: I don't know how to break this down more clearly for you. You guys left me...
1: How are you talking to us right now?
2: There was a bus outside. Remember, there was a bus parked outside and there has a radio?
1: Yeah, the old bus. It's seen more rain than it's seen kids.
2: Yeah, yeah, sure. And, and then, like, uh, a friggin' tow truck plowed into this place. I've just been trying to, like, hide and get to this bus, and there, there's no phones? There's no phones here for some reason?
1: Okay. What is going on? That's a great question, Charlie. That's, um... I keep... Okay, Charlie. Well, stay put. Um, we're. I- I'll talk to. Um, I'll talk to Hank, and and we're gonna figure out how to come get you. O- okay. Just, just hurry. I,
2: I don't know what these bugs are. They don't sound like normal crickets. I don't know. God, God. something's outside. You need to
1: hurry. Help, Charlie. Ah! Charlie. And then silence. Uh, I look at the CB.
0: It's still kind of working? It's still there? It's not like it's like the cords are cut. It's it, it's glowing, there's just nothing on the other end.
2: It still exists.
0: Yeah.
1: It's not like that phone that was like, oh, the phone wire's cut. Uh, okay. Lee is freaked out by this, and in a very mechanical sense is just gonna go through the glove compartment of a trucker cab. You find a bottle of, it's called Trucker Speed. Yep. Best used
0: 1998. Probably the FDA canceled it in 1992. Yep. So, But you do find some Trucker Speed in a bag of beef jerky. You don't know if it's still okay to eat, but it doesn't look like it has fungus on it and it's
1: sealed. Cool. Least of my problems, but at least I gained something aside from a horrifying portents. And I go back to the car. Are you going to stop by Hank? Yes, I am. Oh, yes, I am. Hank, you
0: have a half a gallon, you think. This thing is halfway full, which is a half a gallon, which is, you know, it's a start. But your mouth is, you're not like, you know, a professional gas thief. So some of it gets in your mouth, you've coughed, your throat hurts, but you're doing okay. And you see Lee walking towards you, looking like he's the one
3: sucking gas out of a tank. Shh something sleeping nearby. Just stay quiet. There's what?! I heard something. Something sounded big. I'm just not taking any chances. Just be quiet. I'm just gonna finish sucking on some gas. Uh,
1: okay. Alright, well, while you do that, I need to talk to you. You... Listen, I just was on the CB radio of a tipped-over semi, and um, the person on the other end of the line was Charlie. what i probably could have waited till you were done (laughs) what are you what it was charlie's voice and she said that we left her at the rest stop and and that the person in the back of our car was actually not her and something wearing her face and um she said that she was on the CB because she was in the, 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 the bus, the old yellow bus that we saw in the parking lot. And, and, and there were bugs outside and she was, she was really scared and the
3: line got cut off. Okay, 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 okay. We already know that this place is freaky with radio. It could be a trick.
1: This thing that's sleeping nearby also sounds cool and scary, so it's it's sleeping,
3: as far as I know. Just Okay, okay. And you heard the voice of Charlie being freaked out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she she said that we
1: left her there and the and that something wearing her face was in the back seat, and when we drove off it turned around and looked at her and smiled like it like it got away with something.
3: You said I have a half a tank of gas.
0: Yeah, and honestly there's one more car nearby you've gone through this sector. You haven't gone through every car, but there's like one more car you could get to.
3: Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, is the rest stop in the same direction as Bakersfield?
0: Yeah. You're honestly going to kind of have to backtrack a little bit.
3: Okay. I'm going to finish this car. Okay. And then we're going to go back to our car. Okay. We're going to start driving to Bakersfield, and we're going to stop by the rest stop along the way. Okay? Okay. Don't say anything to Charlie yet. We clear? Yeah. Of course. Okay.
0: Hey Zeus, you go to the last car, and it's the Pinto. Why not? And you crouch down, you put the hose in, and you begin sucking, just like you do a quick intake of air in order to get the gas flowing. But again, it's a miscalculation, a misjudgment. And something goes into your mouth, and it's not gas. It tastes like blood. <laughs> and you spit. <coughs> <coughs> You spit, and right against the windshield, blood splatters, and you stumble away. You know what I'm going to give you this? You're still holding onto your gallon of gas, and as soon as you spew that blood, that growl happens, and you know exactly where that growl's coming from. In front of you. And the pinto kind of rises up a little bit on its tires, and the front of the pinto, the hood, opens up. But it's not like a metallic open up. It's kind of like a wave of flesh opens up, and that hood is not filled with an engine and other contraptions. It is filled with a thick tongue that snakes out and teeth that are just bleached white like bone. And the hood of the car arches its back almost like it's like an angry cat. And then those tires, they begin to unwind, sort of like thread from a spool. And it rises on these thin legs of it. It's not wheels. Oh my god, it is spider-like legs, four of them. This happens within a minute, and you're just too stunned to say anything. As this thing suddenly turns towards you, and with a mouthful of teeth and blood and a tongue that laps up that blood, it... Run! We're gonna roll initiative.
2: Am I in on this as well, Billy?
0: Yes, yes, you are in on this.
3: I got a nine.
2: As did I.
0: All right, so I got a ten. Ten. Okay, so David, you get to go the same time this thing
1: does. Yeah, the physical powerhouses. So I'm going to say, David, you get to go first because you're my favorite. I'm going to try to pull Hank with me. And that is very specifically because I do not want Jesus to die. David grabs
0: you by the arm and is trying to pull you along with you. Instead of taking two attacks, you know, what? I'm just going to split the attacks. So this is going towards David. Go ahead and make a dexterity plus dodge.
1: Okay, sounds good. So dodge is actually an ability I have. One, two, three, four, five fucking successes.
0: David, this thing absolutely missed you the entire time. It strikes out with its tongue to wrap it around your neck and pull you in to bury its teeth into you. But you absolutely just duck out of the way and the tongue flies over your head and smashes into a nearby window. The window cuts into its tongue. It's superficial damage. It doesn't care, but it does roar angrily. Hey Zeus, it is going to try to claw at your face now. Okay.
3: Okay. Dexterity plus dodge. Yeah, go ahead. Two successes. I'm not fun. It got three successes. This is
0: lethal. So you take three points of damage. I am now injured. It slices across your chest, Hey Zeus, and it cuts through your clothing, your sweatshirt into your skin, but it doesn't stab into your chest, but you know it could easily do so. But now it is your turn. What do you do? Running. Running, great. So Charlie, you definitely see this car rise up on these like spider-like legs. What are you doing, Charlie, as you sit there looking at your picture?
2: Hank, would you have left the keys in the ignition? Yes. I'm gonna jump in the driver's seat and get ready to drive.
0: Okay, Angela. What you can do is two things. You can either turn the car around in order to let them easily climb in so you can hit the gas, or you could do a drive test to see if you can drive through these cars to try to get closer to them to make it a shorter distance.
2: I mean, I do technically have drive, so let's try that.
0: Angela starts at the car, and I need you to make a drive check. Difficulty 2, because it is close quarters. You're kind of freaked out because of spider pinto.
2: What attribute do I use with this?
0: Uh, dexterity, I would say. And remember, you can always use a willpower if you want to get those extra three dice.
2: I'm going to do that. And we've got one success.
0: Great. You barely fit between two cars, but you're able to make it work. Honestly, you accidentally hit the gas when you need to hit the brake. And the way that you were able to fit, it looks cool. You fly through these cars and kind of do a spin, but it's really just accidental the entire time. But they don't know that. I need an athletics check from Hank and Lee. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna say minus one because you're freaked out. It was gonna be minus two, but Angela got close. So you just need to make this roll. So would that be a strength or dexterity? I'm gonna say strength. This is you pushing yourself as hard as you can. It's gonna be
3: minus two for me because I'm injured, leaving five dice.
0: And remember, willpower is always a thing.
3: Yeah, willpower. I'm gonna use willpower to give me three more dice. Yeah, I gotta use willpower,
1: otherwise I am in bad shape. One success, thank God. Four successes.
0: David, you keep your own. Like, that's the thing. Again, we already had, uh, said that you succeeding like this is the best you'll probably ever get when it comes to athletics.
1: 14 minute mile. Yeah,
0: exactly. This might be a 13 minute mile. This could be your personal best. You've never been more motivated. You clamor against the side of the car and Hank is right behind you who throws you pretty much kind of like a shot put <laughs> right into the back and Hank, you dive right in. Charlie, you already have this thing on reverse and you peel backwards as this pinto is getting closer and closer. It's opening up and... It's very reminiscent of that Jurassic Park scene. Faster is better, faster is better. Okay, Angela, I need you to make one last drive check to get away from this thing. Difficulty, again, two.
2: All right, you know what? i spent spend another willpower. Three successes.
0: Angela, you peel backwards, and for a while, you probably do a mile, just going in reverse. This pinto is just going faster and faster. It's getting closer. It starts nipping at the hood ornament of Lucille, which is?
3: No idea. Something somebody gave me.
0: It was your first football trophy that you got as a kid, and your father Uh made it a personalized head ornament but this thing is biting at it and it almost gets the the football in its mouth. Don't you fucking dare. And then it stumbles into a pothole and slams face first into the asphalt, letting you guys sail back, 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 back in a way. And you escape this thing. You finally stop once you no longer see it, and your car is
2: on empty. I really hope that you got the gas. You didn't drop the gas, did you?
3: I I didn't drop the gas, did I? You have the gas. We've got the gas. Let me fill it up. I'm going to just pour the gas into the tank. You easily
0: fill up this thing. You reorient yourself to the road, and you start driving towards Bakersville. But again... You know you're going to be going past that rest stop that you had previously gone to. Mm -hmm. You're still planning on stopping there? I am planning on stopping there. So you start driving. Who's driving? Hank is driving. Hank, Lee, you're both in the front seat. Charlie is in the back. How do you feel as Charlie's just sitting back there? Or, you know, Charlie, you know, air quotes, is sitting back there. Wildly confused unsure and a little freaked out. Every once in a while, I'm looking at the rear view mirror. Angela, if you want, you can roll an empathy plus perception check right now.
2: I will do that. Let's see.
0: This is going to be one of those contested rolls. It's going to be, guys, uh, your, uh, I'm going to say, you know Appearance plus subterfuge, because you're, you're not talking. You're just trying to play it cool.
1: That's probably one of the only times I've seen appearance appropriately used, Billy. So congratulations. I was actually really proud of that. Appearance a great stat for me, plus subterfuge, also a great skill for me, which gives me zero successes. Two successes.
2: One success.
0: Hank is acting like Hank. Nothing too crazy. David keeps on looking at you in the rearview mirror. Thank you. That was going to be my tell. (laughs) And then looking away as soon as you look at him, but realizing like, oh God, that makes me look really suspicious. So then he locks eyes with you (laughs) in the mirror clearly forgetting how long is it appropriate to stare at somebody without it being weird, which just makes it all the more weird.
2: Is everything okay, Lee? It's fine. Because you keep staring at me. Do I have something in my teeth? Uh, no,
1: no, everything's fine. Okay. It's awkward. There's nothing else unless you guys want to push it, but Lee... Lee's a terrible liar. He's not like the worst liar in the world. You just know that, like, the few times as Lee's friend you've seen him pull off a lie, it's often something innocuous that you don't really... It's low stakes. So Lee's not a great liar.
0: Pank, you definitely need to do something if you want to kind of
3: take attention away from Lee, the fantastic liar. I'm about to say something to Lee. And then I remember that Charlie did literally save our lives a little while ago. Lee Teller. Okay.
1: Um... So, Charlie, when I was getting things from the cars, and I just pick up my phone and I said I recorded it, and I just play it. Lee, listen to me. Whoever is in the car with you is not me. What? I went to the
0: bathroom at that creepy- Angela, you hear it. You absolutely hear your voice. And you've done a lot of artist stuff. You've done theater, Angela. So you've seen yourself on film sometimes. You know, nothing big, but you know, some local commercials. And the way the person speaks that's what catches you that's how you speak that's not someone doing like an impression of you that's you that's almost like you would assume that someone got something from one of your old reels when you were actually interested in drama
2: uh well um
1: yeah that's mm-hmm. yeah
2: that's weird I don't know where it is on the weirdness scale of tonight? Like, is that more or less weird than a spider car trying to eat us?
3: Probably a couple of steps below because it's just audio, but, you know, it's still up there.
2: Okay, so less less weird than spider car, but but more weird than, than the lump people?
3: Yeah, because it's more personal.
2: Okay, yeah. all right, just yeah. want to make sure that we're all yeah. on the same oh. same page yeah. here.
3: So
1: we're actually going to drive by there. Um,
2: why would we do that? Because it's that sounds dumb.
3: on the way to... And besides, there is the vending machine. We do need food. You don't even need to read, Hank, Charlie. You know
0: that that's not the reason. Like, he's saying, well, there's a vending machine and we need food. That's kind of like me saying, like, well, of course I'm going to school because they have lunches there. It's like, well, <laughs> we all know why I'm going. It's not the lunch, but I guess it's
1: there. So, yeah, you know, they're going because of the voice. Look, Ch- Charlie, look, we don't know what's going on. And if, if there's another person here, they might have answers. Does it sound like a giant trap? Yeah. I don't know. I don't watch movies. You tell me.
2: And I am telling you. Both of you giving a significant look to Hank, who thinks he's being oh so <laughs> smooth, but he's not. <laughs> this is a bad, bad idea. We know that this place can like mess with our perceptions. And do you do you not remember Oil Man? Oh fuck! No snacks are worth that. I am here. That I, you 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 heard us on the radio in Spanish earlier. This is just like that.
0: Okay. Hank, what's your virtue? Uh, loyal. Angela's making a lot of sense. But while Lee told you about the voice, hearing Charlie plead like she did on that call, even though Charlie here is making a lot of sense, you wouldn't feel right leaving that voice without making sure. Because honestly, you don't know what's going on. And she's right. There are a lot of things that's messing with your perception, but how do you know that this isn't the thing messing with your perception, like Charlie here? So, I am compelling you. I'm willing to up your willpower to fool. If you're compelled to at least check out what that
3: bus stops all about. We'll just check the bus and then we'll go. We just need to check the bus, and that's it. Oh, just God. the bus, and that's and that's it.
1: Charlie, I get that you're upset. Look, Charlie, I believe that you're you and this is all just some side of... Listen,
3: Listen if, if you heard something similar from me, I would fully expect you to do the same exact thing to me. Okay? Because...
2: that I wouldn't.
3: Charlie, we just... Look, it... it I,
1: got, I, I gotta know why something reached out to us like that. And I'm gonna... You know, honestly, just... Charlie, you stay in the car, right? And then Hank and I take a look at the, 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 the bus... And we just do a little look-see, little reconnaissance, little reconnoiter, and then come back. You guys are such assholes.
2: Do whatever you want. Why listen to me? Apparently, you'd rather listen to something that sounds like me.
0: So it sounds like you guys made a decision. Charlie, I'm sure you're pissed.
2: Uh, yeah, this is the dumbest idea, and it's been a night full of dumb ideas.
0: You cross your arms, and you're looking outside the window, and you're fuming. This is bullshit. Hank... You're going to drive and you're going to go a little bit out of your way to get to that rest stop. David, you just feel uncomfortable, but that's you
1: always. However, my virtue is the
0: truth. I'll give it to you. Yeah, I'll let you refill your willpower. Also,
3: do I still have a wound on my
0: chest? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's a lethal wound. Those don't go away very quickly.
3: Okay, good to know. If there's some extra, I guess, some paper towels on it or something, just splattered across.
0: Yeah, I mean, right now is not a good time to do medical stuff. You're gonna have to stop for that, but you're able to stop the bleeding. So you drive. To say the car ride is a little cold after that conversation would be an understatement. Hank, how are you feeling right now?
3: Hank is just staring silently into the void in front of him, just hoping this just solves itself somehow. That's a tall order. Lee? Lee
1: is currently looking straight ahead and darting his eyes left and right and downward to his pockets as he is rummaging through his things, trying to find something that can help be an answer to the current quandary. Because he has never been without something that can at least help him a little with a problem.
0: Unfortunately, a retro Mickey Mouse can opener is not the answer to your problem. Charlie, how are you feeling right now?
2: Charlie's disappointed. Charlie is disappointed that these people who, if they're not friends, at least we've been through some weird stuff together. And you know, that's supposed to bond people. And here they are believing some weird radio message rather than me.
0: Another part of Charlie's a little scared or confused maybe, because Lee played back what he heard on the CB. And again, there's a part of you that just knows that's your voice. It is so convincingly you. They said everything the exact way you would say things. They stuttered the same way that you stuttered. Their aversion to all this weird crap is exactly how you would react or have reacted. So it's a little troublesome that way. It's a little scary just how close this radio could sound like you. So Hank, you're driving. It's silent in the car, and you're about 30 minutes out from getting back to that rest stop where, apparently, Charlie is hiding in a bus. I want everybody to make a perception check. No difficulty, just a perception check plus alertness. I got one success.
3: One success as well.
2: Three successes.
0: Charlie is the one who spots this. She's glaring at Hank as he's driving, but something catches her eye off the side of the road. Something that Hank and Lee just don't see. Charlie, you spot one of those lump people, those white featureless individuals that were trying to bury their head in the soil. They're standing on the side of the road, and as you're driving past them, you swear it's holding a sign, kind of like somebody would hold a sign for a new opening at a restaurant or something along those lines. But before you can even see what the sign says, you pass it.
2: Did anyone else see that? See what? They had a, a sign, like you would have like the sign spinners, like at a, a grand opening or something. What did it say? Uh, that's why I'm asking you if anybody else saw it. I couldn't tell what it said. If I knew what it said, I would tell you. Or would I, since you don't believe I'm me?
0: Hank and Lee, you definitely saw a lump person, but you didn't see a sign. You kind of just saw the lump person at the very last instant. So, I mean, it depends if you believe Charlie or not.
1: <sighs> Fuck it. I slow down. Okay. Uh, we don't have to. We we Because we're kind of, okay, here we go.
3: Oh, by the way, I'm not turning around. I'm just backing the entire way. You back up slowly. And
0: yes, you do see a, again, we're just calling them lump person standing there. Their white skin just glistening in the moonlight. And you pass them, letting your headlights fall on them. And he's holding what looks to be not a sign, but a card door, an old card door. And that is kind of chiseled in and spray painted. So it's very crude. But the sign reads, Uncle Creed's Traveling Market, five miles. Look for the RV, son.
2: That's sexist.
1: And also kind of like, you know, just derogatory towards anyone who reads it. Okay, so... Let's get the hell out of here. Now that we've gotten that bit of capitalism in our brains, uh, why why don't we just go? And there's one last thing you would notice
0: about this lump person. There's a cell phone duct taped right to his eyes, and that seems to make him very docile, and he just is standing there still as could be, almost like a corpse.
3: All right. Well, we got that bit of information. Drive.
0: And you drive off, leaving the lump person just standing there alone on the side of the road. Should we have tipped?
3: You want to go out and tip him? Yeah, here's the tip. Don't be a lump person. And as a driver, I'm so what does a person sell in a place like this? I'm going to guess phones. Maybe. I mean, do you think, would he have a phone that works?
1: Well, he's got one taped to his head. But is that one one of the phones
3: that those guys dig up or an actual phone? Maybe it's
1: a racket. I don't know.
3: Stop. Back up.
1: No, Hank! No, Hank! 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 No, loose I'm gonna take hey, a quick
3: look man. at the- just- just a Lucy quick look at that phone. Why? What this is farm? the- who cares? I just- I just want to know about these phones. Maybe they can contact people.
1: What are you looking for? An upgrade contact for
3: Ryzen? What are you doing? I don't know! They seem to- those phones seem to work here when they shouldn't be working, okay? They-, they work for lump people. How do you know that? I get out of the car?
2: Oh my God, why are you getting out of the
3: car? He seems fine. I'm just, let me, let me check. He dies
2: first in the horror movie.
3: That's technically true in any horror movie I've ever seen. It's
0: terrible. So Hank, you walk up to this lump person and the thing that you notice that you might not have noticed before, because you guys didn't get that close of a look, is if you squint at this person's body you can kind of see where there's signs of what might have been damaged. It's coated in like what looks to be like gray goo, which is covering this entire thing. But you swear you see the outline of a tire mark across its front. And it just stands there. And as you approach closer, the stench of decay is just hitting you in the face. You thought smelling that cooler was bad? This person might rival it.
3: I'm going to try to angle it so I can see what he's staring at. The tape is a little flimsy,
0: so you're able to kind of pull it back a little bit. And as you do, you actually get the first sign of movement from this lump person as if he is afraid of something. And you hear, oh, god, ah, 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 but that's it. And you can get your face close to his so you can see what the phone says. And you see on the screen text messages coming in. The first one, ha ha ha. Don't forget to pick up chicken. And then there's another thing saying, Keep your eyes on the road, sexy. Eggplant, eggplant. Then there's another text that comes in that's saying, Molly will be picked up at five. Are you listening? Question mark. It doesn't even seem to be from the same number. It's just a million different text messages coming in and out. And this person is just, their eyes are glued to it.
3: I slowly pushed a phone back and I walked back to the car. Not taking any chances with Lumpy Person.
0: Yeah, the moment you let the phone get back to, like, its proper place, the Lump Person settles down and takes a
3: relaxed sigh.
2: Are you satisfied?
3: Kind of. It's getting uh, text messages from what seems like different... Hundreds of different text messages
0: over and over and over again. Some saying, wish your grandmother happy birthday. Some saying, make sure to pick up chicken. Some saying, I can't wait to
3: have you tonight, eggplant, eggplant. Alright, looks like just it's just a tide of text messages. Just distracting text messages, I guess.
2: Okay, so does that help us?
3: Nope, but it was worth a shot.
0: You guys keep on driving couple minutes later, you spot Christmas lights zigzagging across the telephone poles overhead. That's the first thing you notice. The second thing you notice is taking up the left-hand lane is a big old RV. And sitting out in front of it is a table with a bunch of scrap, some boxes, and a man wearing a cowboy hat is sitting in front of that RV, strumming on what looks to be a ukulele, and he is wearing practically nothing but that hat and a very strategically placed ukulele. And as he spots you, he holds up a hand and waves. He seems friendly. How
3: about that? I think that's the RV guy, and he's apparently the naked cowboy.
2: We should just keep going.
3: Is that a person? It looks completely like a person. It doesn't look like a lump person.
0: It looks like somebody who probably hasn't washed in a while, but not so much that you're like, oh, he's a hobo. He just seems like he just doesn't care so much about hygiene until it starts making him smell. So yeah, he looks human. Hank, just,
1: just pull up alongside him. I'll ask him a question.
3: All right. I do so.
1: I roll down the window with a crank window.
0: And he stands up, and he pulls the ukulele away, and you're happy to see that he is wearing some tidy whities
3: Oh, thank God.
2: Are we happy, though? Are we?
0: And he throws the ukulele over his shoulder, and lazily walks up towards you. Uh, Of course, he spots Charlie in the back, gives her a tip of the cowboy hat, and then looks towards Lee. Howdy. Uh, Hi, hi, hi. Quick question. Holy shit! You're also alive in here. <laughs> Can I feel your pulse? Come on. And he's he's trying to reach in. Oh! Oh! oh, sorry. oh you're jumpy. You're jumpy. I'm sorry. <laughs> Don't want you to touch me. Holy shit. Oh, man. It's been a while since I've seen some live people in here. It's very rare. Most of the time people get brought in. They die immediately, become one of them
1: walking dead folks. Or <laughs> oh. So how y'all doing? How, how long you been here for? Uh, better question is, how how long have you been here for, sir? Oh, God, let me see. Uh, you know, it it doesn't really get
0: light outside in here. It's always kind of dark, so it's hard to tell time. But, um, hey, did Clinton ever get impeached? Yes, state president. Ain't that the shit. (laughs) So you guys, uh, you you guys stuck like me?
1: Uh, Um, (laughs) how, why are you, why are you here? Why aren't you dead? Okay, okay, that's fine. Oh, oh.
0: (laughs) Well, okay, here's what happened. I get pulled over one day by a cop. Only it ain't a cop. It's one of them ghost cops, you know. <laughs> he brings me out and he starts yakking, yakking, yakking about, you know, you know, justice and how unfair life is. And you know what I do? I don't wait. I ain't dumb. So as soon as he, you know, turns his head and his head starts turning into a goddamn siren, I grab a brick and I beat the shit out of it until it breaks. Now, that was the worst thing I could have done because once you kill the person that brings you here, you can't leave yourself. So then I was thinking, well, I guess I have to kill myself. But then I thought to myself, Creed, you son of a bitch, you never really liked it out in the real world anyways. I was a bit of a loser. I know. Hard to imagine. And that's when I realized something important. When God opens a window, he sometimes leaves the door open. You understand? Uh, y- yes. <laughs> oh, did you kill your person that brought you here? Uh, No. Oh, you can still get out. Okay, okay. So you're looking to trade. I got stuff. I trade with all sorts, living and unliving. And you know what? I don't discriminate
3: here. <laughs> I mean, I, that's interesting offer. And we're, we need to take care of a thing first, but we might come back. One quick question before we go, though. Mm-hmm. Have you ever heard of these, these things, like taking other people's forms? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that happens all the time out here. Forms.
0: Voices, you know, people calling out, acting like they're your relatives. You know, the big thing around here is you can't trust radio. You hear something on the radio. I've heard my wife. I've heard my ex-wife. I've heard my ex-mother-in-law calling to me and...
3: uh, But never like the physical form.
0: Oh, no, they can absolutely take their form. I had a fellow one time. He was driving around with this felly and she starts acting weird. And I tell him she might not be his felly. He didn't believe me. Next rest stop I go to stop to fill up, guess what? He's dead, and where's that filly? She's no longer there. And I tell you, sometimes you just can't trust what you see out here. Or here.
2: A lot of things could have killed him other than his filly?
0: You just can't really trust your senses out here.
3: Okay, all right. Well, uh, unless anyone else has any questions. uh... And
1: a shaky hand reaches out from the car window and... Offers out a vintage Mickey Mouse can opener. How much can I get for this? Oh.
0: Oh. You know, a lot of people come up here when I see them and they start offering me bullshit. The shit I don't need. But this, this is artwork right here. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Now, what is it
3: you desire?
1: Uh, To get out of here alive and go home healthy.
3: I can't do that. Food. We need food. We just got peanut butter back there. Okay, I'm going to be honest with you.
0: I don't really trade food. And before you even ask, I don't trade gas. Food and gas, they're just too important around here. You just, I have it. And if you had something more than art, I mean, art's good. But, but, you know what I might have for you? This might be helpful to you. An ominous warning? (laughs) The whole world is an ominous warning here. But I'll give you this. First off, he reaches into one of the buckets and he pulls out two radios. They look like old police radios. Big, thick things. It almost looks like a satellite phone used in Desert Storm. And he holds them up. And then he spins them around. And you see that a lot of parts have just been tinkered with. And it doesn't even make sense, especially towards you, Lee. Lee, you're like the tech guy. This seems like a lot of crap has been like super glued to it. Wires dug into it, screws hammered into it, and he holds up the two walkie-talkies and shows you that they both work. Now, you're worried about fake voices, right?
1: Sure. Yeah.
0: These walkie-talkies will never lie to you.
3: Okay. That is pretty good, I think. I mean, especially if we can't trust our senses. I mean...
0: Now, I made some modifications myself. Old Dr. Creed, they call me. <laughs> okay, I lied. No one calls me that. I'm trying to make a comeback. Could you say it to me, Dr. Creed? Do- Do- Dr. Oh, Creed. Dr. Creed. It makes me sound pretentious. You made it sound bad. Never mind. Okay.
3: How about Professor Creed?
0: The freaking professor. <laughs> if my mama can see me now. Okay, okay, here you go. I'm going give, to give me the Mickey Mouse and you'll get the walkie talkies. And you know what? I like you so much. I'll throw in a, and he. Turns back and pulls out. And Lee ducks. And he pulls out a bag. It's one of those giant bags that people get for Halloween of Sour Patch Kids. Hmm. He uh, shoves those through your window, but he's making sure he has that vintage Mickey Mouse thing first. Mm-hmm. And as soon as that trade is complete, he steps away and says, All trades final. Y'all come back now.
3: I drive.
1: <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and say that the other professors we've had are worse. And after that weird
0: meeting, you guys continue driving. In the distance as you're driving off, you see Uncle Creed, but maybe now Professor Creed, is waving to you. And he flops back down in his lawn chair just as you crest the hill, and you assume he's back to playing his ukulele.
3: Well, at least there is one alive person that's, I mean, worst case, we can live here. I'm going to go ahead and say worst-case scenario is
1: we live here. Um, yeah. Yep. Yeah. So we need to find Clementine and uh, just, just get out of here.
3: We yeah. can get out of yeah. here, right? Yep. Yep. Yep.
2: Seems to be what the deal is.
3: All right. So we just got to find her. All right. So we just quickly check. I mean, we're close anyway. We might as well. And then and then Charlie can go ahead and scream at us about how much we're idiots.
2: We're wasting time.
3: We're just gonna check, we're like 10 minutes away. We'll check and then go
1: back. So you drive. So while you're driving, by the way, Hank, Lee is applying very basic first aid with like rest stop napkins and you know, you probably have some Jack Daniels in the glove compartment or something. I
3: drink half of it before you put it on. Oh, we're driving. I know, I'm drinking.
0: Again, you stop the bleeding. That's as good as you could do right now. It's a medicine role, but the medicine's a little different. Like with lethal wounds and mortals, it's not so much like you could do crazy amount of good.
1: It's about stabilizing and making sure he doesn't bleed out. And you do that.
0: It's stabilized. He's absolutely stable. You kind of patch him up as good as he can. Hank, it hurts. But, you know, you did take a couple swigs of that Jack Daniels, so you're feeling okay.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: And you pull into the rest stop. And in the parking lot you see that bus that was completely totaled by Oil Man. He had crashed into it. It has definitely seen better days. It actually looks like the back half of it got ripped apart because it is an old bus when that tow truck slammed through it. But yeah, there you are in an empty rest stop parking lot, a very familiar parking lot. And there's that bus just kind of laying on its side like a wounded dog. I honk once on the horn. Nothing. I'm going to go look. Okay, yeah, I was going to say, I was like, you're curious, David. You open up the
1: door, and you're out before Hank could even uh, No, I'm, like, Angela's character is curious. My character is, is Ollie G. Williker's intrepid investigator. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm going to bring out my camera, and, ooh, I'm going to put it in my, uh... Oh, no, I don't have a breast pocket because I'm wearing a Metallica shirt. I'm going to roll up the sleeve and then put
3: my, my phone in there. Lee, Lee, just look inside, and if there's nothing, just immediately leave. I'll be fine. We just had a Pinto turn into a monster truck.
2: Again? I just want to say that this is so unbelievably stupid. You actually think you're going to find... What, 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 what me in there? Jesus, just get this over with and try not to get killed.
1: Before I go, Billy, I turn around and I lean down into the driver's side and I hand uh, Hank one of the walkie-talkies. You should be able to find me on all channels, I think. All right, sure. And I take it. Okay, Lee approaches
0: this bus. And Lee, it is close to the woods because this thing got clobbered by that tow truck. And you walk towards it and you have your flashlight out. And then you see movement. And stumbling out of that bus is Charlie. Charlie looks at you. And, you, you know, you and Charlie have always been friends, but you've never seen Charlie actually look desperately happy to see you.
1: And she runs up to you and throws her arms around you and hugs you tight. I, I yell like, hey, guys. That's as much as I get out when she hugs me. You came back. You came back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, well, I got some lots of questions. Lots of questions, Chuck. Lots of questions.
2: We can we can answer questions later. Just, just let's get back in the car and let's go. Let's go.
1: Where were you? What? 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 Wait, I, I mean, we're okay, we got questions now. I mean, we, we seem kind of safe. Where Can were
2: we, you? This place is not safe. We need to get in the car and we need to go.
0: As she says that, there is a sound of insects again. She turns back towards the bus and David, you shine your light mm-hmm. on that bus and you see on the inside of the bus. There's suddenly a rather large cockroach. It's as big as probably a hand, and it just presses itself against the window. Charlie screams, and she's grabbing your hand, and she's moving immediately towards the car, freaking out. Clearly, whatever she's seen in there and experienced, it was terrifying. Charlie, Charlie, you might want to know about in the backseat, it's you. Hank, you see Charlie walking out with David, and she's freaked out. She's a little worse for wear. Definitely there was an adventure here that you don't know about. Her hair is a mess. She has a cut down her cheek. Her pants are completely covered in mud. And yeah, she looks like she's been terrorized. What the fuck? Charlie, in the back seat, you see yourself covered in mud. So what do you guys do? There are literally two Charlies. Do you guys get out of the
3: car? What do you do right now? I turn off the engine.
2: I feel like this is some weird-ass Star Trek shit, and we should really just go.
3: Out.
1: We're figuring this out right now. Hi. Okay. Yeah, let's do some Judge Wapner shit right now. Let's do this. So, everybody's out. Yes. Mm -hmm. Everybody's Mm -hmm. out. Mm -hmm.
0: Charlie, you are staring at Charlie, and you both are just frozen. So first of all, I need Angela to roll me a courage check. Two successes. Courage is not the absence of fear. It's the ability to overcome it. So seeing yourself, this mere image of yourself, is frightening. This person who looks just like you is standing across from you One's next to Hank, one's next to Lee, but you both are just lost in silence. But that silence is suddenly cut in half with fire as a stream of fire shoots between Charlie and Lee and Hank and Charlie. There is a river of fire that splits the two groups apart, and as you all look, you see the outline of a giant man glowing with the fire coming from a flamethrower that is strapped to his back. He is wearing greasy, gross, ripped overalls and wearing what looks to be a welder's mask, and you immediately just know who this person is oil man. This fire continues splitting the party, and he looks first towards the left, towards Lee and Charlie, and then towards the right, which is Hank and Charlie, who are standing near their car. He holds up a finger and snaps it, and suddenly headlights come on behind him, outlining his silhouette further. Then the car slowly starts creeping around him, more like a Jaguar than an actual truck. And it's growling that deep reverberating engine growl. And that car headlights are aimed directly towards Hank and Charlie.
3: Get in the car, get in
0: the car, get in the car. Now, Lee and Charlie You know Oil Man has decided that the car is heading towards Hank, and he is heading towards you. He starts marching, again that flame still keeping you guys divided.
1: My character would like to run for the rest stop. Lee, in a moment of panic, tries to speak, but can't do more than just a whisper and an eek and a a grunt, but then lunges out as a bellow of flame reaches out towards Charlie and he grabs onto them and wrenches them away as a river of fire erupts to where they once stood.
0: Okay, Charlie, you and Lee run for that rest stop and behind you, you can hear the footsteps getting louder. Boom, 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 boom. He's laughing and it's slightly muffled from that mask he's wearing, but he is following behind you, making sure to herd you into that rest stop. Hank, you scream for Charlie, the Charlie that's with you to get in the car. Angela, do you hesitate?
2: No, uh, because I'm Charlie and the car is our way out. So I am all on board for getting back to the car.
0: You guys hop back into the car, and Hank, just as you hop in and get the car into reverse or drive, that tow truck of the oil man speeds up to ram you. I need you to make a drive check. Difficulty two, in order to avoid him.
2: Drive, drive, drive.
3: Eight, eight, nine, three successes. Three successes. You
0: peel out and it misses your bumper by an inch. And you don't have to make the second drive check to avoid that bus that's in your way because you, again, barely squeak by. You think you run over your mirror that you lost the first time and you drive down the off-ramp away from this rest stop and behind you, that car is once again chasing you. That car that no longer has a driver in it, you don't think. But it is on your ass, and you hear it getting closer and closer.
2: But what about Lee?
0: Lee, you open the door and you shove Charlie into the rest stop.
1: Right as Charlie in the car says, what about Lee? I slam the door shut, look out the window and see the headlights. As he makes a wild U-turn and peel away, I say, what about me? And then I look at
3: Charlie, what about us? We'll go back for them. We'll go back for them as as it transitions to me in the car talking to the other Charlie.
1: They'll come back for us. They'll come back for
0: us. And that's when Oilman turns his flamethrower on the door and ignites it. And with that, I think we are going to take a break for right now. A perfect ending. Our two pairs are now split apart, literally for Charlie, because apparently there seems to be two Charlies and we don't know which one's the real one. Join us next time, uh, where we'll be joining either Charlie and Lee or Charlie and Hank for The Long Drive. You have just listened to Episode 2, Part 2 of The Long Drive. This is Billy, your storyteller, and I want to thank you for tuning into the Fandible Podcast Network. If you want to follow more of Fandible, go to our Twitter or Facebook. You can find us on Twitter at Fandible and Facebook at Fandible Podcast Network. If you'd like to help us create more of these episodes, feel free to donate at our Patreon. You get monthly games and supplements from us, fan games, and early access to episodes. Thank you again for listening, and be careful on the long drive.